You're listening to The Creation Academy, a weekly podcast defending the truth of God's Word in biblical creation science. Hope you're having a real great week. Uh, this week, uh, we're going to do something a little bit different. Um, I'm your host of the show, by the way, Steve Schramm, and this week we are going to talk about my top five takeaways from the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter, from the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter. I'm really excited to talk about this this week. My family and actually my Sunday school class just got back from a trip. We took uh, three days. It was a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and uh, of course, that's it's pretty quick. We left uh, 5 a.m. on Thursday morning and, of course, left again 5 a.m. on Saturday morning in order to get back. Uh, but we had a great, great trip to the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter. Um, it was just a lot of fun. And uh, what I wanted to do this week, of course, this is uh, maybe a little bit different than uh, the kind of thing that we normally do on on, on this show, um, but I wanted to kind of give you my top five takeaways, uh, things that, um, and when I say takeaways, I, I kind of almost mean tips. Um, of course, a lot of the information that was presented there, um, I already know, okay, so, um, and I don't mean that in a, in a bragging way at all, it's, it's just that this is what I study, this is what I love to do, and so, um, I, you know, I'm very familiar with Answers in Genesis as an organization, I'm very familiar with the arguments that they make, I'm very familiar with the models that their scientists produce, um, and so really it was, it, was, it was kind of fun for me, because I was seeing things that I've been learning for a long time. And, and I was seeing some of this stuff dawn on people uh, who I knew uh, very closely um, for the first time and who started uh, really asking questions about it and, and thinking about it differently than they ever have before. Um, honestly, and, and you know, I won't call her name. Uh, I'm not sure if she listens to this or not. Um, there is one uh, girl in her Sunday school class who, uh, prior to my doing a little bit of teaching on it, um, just never really thought that the dinosaurs were real. Okay. And, and I don't say that to belittle her, not at all, uh, not at all. But what the problem is that uh, many of our churches are not talking about this. They're not talking about creation. They're not talking about the flood. Um, it's just a subject that many people stay away from, unfortunately. And for that reason, when it comes time to question what we believe, when it comes time to defend what we believe before others, um, often we're just taught that, you know, uh, crazy things like, well, I guess the dinosaurs, if we believe the earth was created 6,000 years ago and scientists believe that dinosaurs lived or died out 65 million years ago, then obviously we've got a huge problem there. They must all be fake. Okay, so um, that is just a good example of sometimes what gets uh, taught when we don't carefully examine the truth. And now when we do begin to carefully examine the truth, we see wonderful things happen. We start to see people dawn on these things for the first time. And obviously, I, I don't think any of us would argue that... Uh, an organization such as Answers in Genesis has done their work, has done their research, continues to toil away at their research uh, to to find out the truth on these uh, things that mainstream scientists like to say. And so um, what we find is that in the Creation Museum, they have done an absolutely wonderful job, and in the Ark Encounter as well, at presenting this information in a way that anybody can 
understand. And so, um, like I was saying, it's just really cool to watch some of this stuff dawn on people for the first time. For the first time, they're seeing that, yes, dinosaurs uh, were created with man. Not only were they created with man, but the Bible seems to speak about them, okay? So that's even cooler, all right? And they're seeing for the first time how uh, the global flood model can make sense of things that we see. Um, big formations like the Grand Canyon and the White Cliffs of Dover. We kind of can compare that with stuff that happened, like, say, at Mount St. Helens, for example, and they're seeing for the first time how we can explain the geography of the world with uh, things like the worldwide flood happening. Um, they have some great uh, stuff there uh, from the Museum of the Bible, bringing in and kind of showing the preservation of our Bible. They've got whole sections dedicated to showing how we got our Bible. And uh, different things, and how we can explain the ice ages that we account for, how we can explain the different languages uh, because of the Tower of Babel incident, and and, and things like that. And, and what's really cool is that uh, you can see it right in front of your eyes, and it's one thing to read it, right? I mean, we've all read our Bibles, okay? I mean, and, and there's nothing, I almost said that a little belittlingly, and I didn't mean to. Of course, we should read our Bibles constantly, um, but it's one thing to read it, and it's an entirely different thing to see it, to see it. And I really think that that's where ministries like Answers in Genesis have, have just hit it out of the ballpark with the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter. Um, I was reflecting on that, uh, how much easier it's going to be to teach my children about what we believe because of that ministry. Because of that ministry, we're going to be able to not just read uh, what we what we believe to our kids, not just retell what we believe to our kids, but we're going to be able to actually take them somewhere and show them what it looks like, show them what it might have been like for Noah and his family to have to care for a couple thousand animals on the ark. Yes, I said only a couple thousand. We'll have to talk about that sometime. Um, not millions of animals like the evolutionists think that we're trying to cram onto Noah's Ark. That is not the case. Of course, we know this. Um, and so uh, the latest research is uh, apparently that we can have somewhere as little as um, a number like 2,000 animals would have to be all that was represented on the Ark in order for us to get the amount of species that we have today. If that sounds crazy to you, I'm sorry, but that's what the science is showing. So um, I, I got off on that uh, rabbit trail a little bit. Sorry about that. But uh, the point is that we will now be able to demonstrate and to show why that is the case. And I regret that it's been around for so long. The Creation Museum has been around, I think, since 2007, and I'm just getting there 10 years later. And I hate that it's taken me so long uh, to get out there, but I'm so excited that it's there now. And, and I would consider this to be a trip that my family is going to take many, many times. Um, and I'm excited about it. I think it is going to be uh, super, super cool. So um, again, I'm just excited about what this means for our future. And I was really excited to see what it meant to our Sunday school class to get to go and, and look at those things. So I, I kind of want to bring this back around. Of course, I said that I already um, am pretty pretty well you know versed on the information that was presented in those places nevertheless i was um still just just shocked and taken away um with the way that they presented some of it i mean it was just amazing it was it was like something i uh 
here's a good way to explain it. The Creation Museum is kind of like um, going to the place that you've always wanted your museum trips to be. Okay, um, you know, as creationists, I'm sure we've all, you know, we went to school, you know, some of us went to public school, and we go on these trips, and we go to these natural science museums and such, and um, I don't know about anybody else, but I tend to love those kind of trips, all right? I love going to science museums. Um, some people think they're boring. Uh, they're probably wrong about other things, too, okay? I, I, think, I think the science museums are really exciting. However, I just can't stand the evolutionary indoctrination that is going on. And um, listen, I, I'm not, you know, I think you know my position on this. I, I, I affirm that uh, they're not saved Christians, and so they are going to look at the world differently. And so in a way, I don't hold that against them. I also don't think that all the evolutionists have got together in one room, and 97% of the world scientists have gathered together and said, we are really going to fake out these creation science guys. Okay? I, I don't think it's some grand conspiracy. Now, of a humanistic nature. It, do I think it's a satanic conspiracy? Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, Satan is trying harder than ever to make uh, scientism the highest authority in the minds of men, as I've written elsewhere, okay? Um, and, and so the point I'm trying to make there is that uh, when you go to these museums, of course, the only worldview they know um, and the only worldview they affirm is what the modern science uh, community seems to currently support. And uh, that, that's just what they do. They're, they're, they're lost. They're not saved. They don't uh, think in Christian terms. They don't think in terms of the Bible. They have no reason to start from the Bible's uh, timeline. And so they start from from their naturalistic assumptions. And uh, so that's what they do, and that's what goes into these museums. And so you visit these places, and it's fun, but you always have to keep in the back of your mind that their dates aren't right, their whole their whole line of thinking is not right, because it's it does not align with the Bible. It does not affirm the Bible. And so... Um, at least for me, I find it kind of hard to enjoy my time there um, in that regard. And so going to the Creation Museum uh, was just great because it was like the museum experience that I always wanted to have. Going to a museum, learning science, learning about uh, God's world, but doing it in light of God's word. We talk about that a lot on this show, and I'll continue to drive it home. Because unless you are examining God's world in light of God's word, you're not going to be looking at it the right way. You're just not going to do it. As Ken Ham says, you got to get the right glasses on, okay? When you're looking at the world, you got to have your biblical glasses on, and it just makes everything make so much since. So um, I really, really enjoyed that about my time at the Creation Museum um, and also the Ark Encounter. Now, uh, because of the fact that I mostly knew this information already, um, I, when I say I have five takeaways, I, I, I kind of mean that I have five um, tips, five takeaways that I learned that as a result of my time going to the museum and the Ark Encounter, I think if you um, go and you do these five things, um, before you go, you will have a much better experience. These are things that I will most definitely do next time on my trip, and I think that if I do them, I will um, definitely have a better experience at the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter next time when I go. So uh, let's quickly talk through those. We're going to try to keep this podcast to around 30 minutes today. Hopefully I can get it there, and, um, and we're just going to move on with this and go from there. Okay, so here we go. Five takeaways from the Creation 
Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter. Number one, if you go to the Creation Museum and Ark Encounter, I encourage you to read Genesis 1 through 11 multiple times before you visit. Genesis 1 through 11, multiple times before you visit. Now, you say, why read those passages? Well, of course we know the whole Bible is important, but let's be honest. The Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter are largely dealing with issues found in the first 11 chapters of the Bible. This encompasses creation, of course, Adam and Eve, the Garden of Eden. Uh, it establishes many of our major Christian doctrine. Of course, we know it establishes the beginning of Satan and the questioning of God's Word. In Genesis 3.15, it deals with the um, destruction of man through a worldwide flood. It deals with the uh, spreading out of cultures and languages in the Tower of Babel. This is the stuff that we are being challenged on, okay? Uh, and so uh, this is where the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter really step in and start to do their work and start to talk about. So I would say... Even, no matter how many times you've read it, um, you know, I would suggest maybe a few weeks before, just start working into your regular Bible reading, reading Genesis chapters 1 through 11 multiple times before you visit. And what that's going to do is really, really get you familiar with these areas in the Bible that they're specifically going to be touching on. And I think what it will help with is like, okay, so like, for instance, when you're going through there, um, they have a lot of things that uh, you have to read. And I'll, I'll talk more about that in a second. Um, there's a lot of things to read and there's a lot of um, information presented. And I think it would be much easier if you could very easily in your mind with a fresh view on things, place that information into its scriptural context. So um, no matter how many times you've read it, if you get it fresh on your mind and you've read it a few times through, fresh on your mind, um, I think you'll have a much easier time understanding um, where the evidence and where um, the, the different displays and things at the museum and the Ark Encounter fit in to the Bible's story. There's scripture quoted all over uh, in the actual museum and the attractions themselves, okay? There's plenty of scripture quoted there, and it definitely brings in a scripture. So I'm, I'm not saying that you're going to get no scripture there. In fact, that is mostly what you're going to get. It's uh, more of a walk through the Bible than it is a science lesson necessarily, but it's all in context. So I would just suggest that you take your Bible and you read those first few chapters of Genesis first, and that way you can take everything that you see and really get to understand it from that scriptural point of view. And I think that will also help you see why um, it is so important to place scripture as the highest authority in your life. If I could tell you anything about it, that, that's what you need to do, okay? That's what you need to do because it's going to help you place Scripture in the proper context to your life, in the proper context to your evidence, in, in the uh, proper context to your trust in Christ. It's all going to make much more sense if you get well-versed with those Scriptures first and then go to the attractions set up by Answers in Genesis and, and see it before your eyes. And, and that will make it truly astounding, okay? Um, so that's number one. Takeaway number two. Be prepared to visit the planetarium at the Creation Museum. Visit the planetarium at the Creation Museum. Now, they have a few different shows, um, and the one that we saw was the one that I was looking forward to seeing, and it is the Created Cosmos. It was written by uh, Dr. Jason Lyle, although... 
we don't want to get too confused because Dr. Danny Faulkner, the uh, the staff astronomer over there at Answers in Genesis, actually has a book by that name. But this is their planetarium show. It was written by Dr. Jason Lyle. And oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. I mean, it is absolute dynamite. It is awesome. Um, it is just great. And and just like I said, that the museum itself is kind of like that trip that you always wanted to have to your natural science museum. Uh, just as you uh, can go to a planetarium in one of those places, you can go to one here. And it is that same way. It's like, it's like the planetarium experience that you have always wanted because it gives you such a grand view of God. And it helps you to see just how big God is and just how small you are. And I'm, I'm telling you, it's great. You're leaning back in these chairs. You're looking up at this dome above you that is projecting this video. And it has got just these mind-blowing scenes of flying around. And you've got, you've got stars that you're going out. And you start to get to these points where, where we are on Earth is just, I mean, not even visible on the screen compared to everything else. And, and we all know this, I think, you know, you know what I'm saying? I think we all like kind of understand this. And when we read scripture, like Romans one and things like that, it makes sense. But man, when you see it, it is just so cool and so different. It is, it is awesome. You really need to go and watch the created cosmos at the creation museum. Now it's $7.95 extra for a ticket to the planetarium for your first time. And then $4 a ticket for the other shows. I did not have enough time to see the other shows. I wish I had, and I will make time next time I go, but definitely visit the planetarium for at least one of the shows. And because it's the one I saw, I have to place my recommendation for the created cosmos because it was absolutely great. It was great. Okay. So, uh, you kind of get that, that just that awesome view of God to see what we know about the known, known universe. And, and it's even more amazing because even though we don't know what we don't know, and it's astounding to think that what is out there, when you look and get a visual uh, eye, a visual take on what we as humans are able to know, that will also give you a high view of God because we are made in his image. And the crickets outside don't get to understand the vast expanse of the universe, but God has given us that privilege. And we can't understand it fully, but we can see just a small little glimpse of it. And the fact that God has allowed us to do that is just amazing. And it speaks to the fact that even though God is so big, God is so huge, he cares about every one of us. And he loved us so much, not only that he came to this earth and became one of us and died for us so that we could have an eternal abode in heaven with him, but he allows us to see what part of that looks like now. And that, my friends, is just awesome. It's very cool. And so I definitely want you to get on board and go see the planetarium at the Creation Museum. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. It's awesome. Okay, thirdly, thirdly, when you're getting ready to go, you need to plan for a day. I'm talking about a D-A-Y, a literal day. All right, at the Ark Encounter. Now, arguably, you're only going to be able to go during the hours that they are open, and that is fine. They tell you that it takes about two and a half hours to go through the Ark Encounter. Don't listen. Make it a day. Make it a day. You can get a combo ticket to go to the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter for $60. That's good for two days at the museum and one day at the Ark Encounter. And I'm telling you, my friends, you've got to take that day. 
at the Ark Encounter. There's a lot to do there. They're like expanding the petting zoo now, and it's already a pretty good size. So there's a whole zoo outside of the Ark, but the Ark is three levels, okay? Um, it's awesome. They've got videos at two ends of the upper two levels of the Ark that are about 25 minutes long, just those two videos. And those are cool. I didn't even get to set through the second one. But the first one, uh, an interview with Noah was just absolutely awesome. And you, you'll, um, if you like humor, you'll get the humor out of it. I mean, it's, it's, it's really cool. It's like a, it's like a fasecular interviewer today were coming to interview somebody who was building an ark today. That's kind of the way they said it. And it is awesome. Um, but plan for a day. And, and here's why. There are, and we're going to talk about this next. As a matter of fact, let's just go ahead and bring, bring it in now. Uh, this is the fourth reason is to be prepared for a lot of reading. Okay, my, my fourth takeaway, prepare for a lot of reading. And that is why you used to listen to my third takeaway and plan for a day at the Ark Encounter. They, the way they've got it set up, it's very visual. Don't get me wrong. They have these awesome little miniature models set up in there. Uh, they've got huge models set up in there. Uh, it's amazing what they have. There's tons of visual. There's tons of video, tons of pictures, tons of, uh, tons of gra graphs and such. But there is a lot of actual reading. And I suppose you don't have to do it, but I highly recommend you do it. Uh, what I did get to read in the time that we had allotted, what I did get to read was just great. And I would have loved to have been able to slow down and take more time and read even more uh, than we did. But unfortunately, we didn't. And, you know, that's okay. Sometimes when you're traveling with a group, you don't get uh, to spend as much time uh, maybe as you want to on some things. But regardless, I highly suggest that you be prepared for lots of reading and so take time. Now, something else that we did while we were there in order to kind of make up for that is took lots of pictures. Arguably, I took uh, more pictures on that trip than I did just looking at, uh, at things. And so, um, you, you know, some people say, well, forget the pictures, you know, you need to experience it. Well, I, I get that. And I did experience it, but I also wanted to take a lot of pictures. And part of the reason I did that is so that I could go back and read uh, some of the things that I wanted to read badly, but really didn't have time to, to parse through and to look at. Um, in the way that I wanted to. So um, that is uh, definitely something to be concerned with. If you have limited time while you're there, uh, maybe you're getting ready to go and your trip's already planned, um, you know, that's okay. Uh, just be prepared to take lots of pictures because there is a ton of reading. And so you want to be able to, um, to, to read as much as you can, spend as much time there, take it all in. They got good restaurants there, eat some food. I'm telling you, the gift shop, they have got an incredible uh, soft pretzel there with mozzarella cheese all up in it, and uh, I can't help it. I'm kind of a foodie, okay? I really like that stuff, so um, you need to get that. You need to be prepared for a day. Go outside. Do the camel rides. Do the donkey rides. Take some time looking around the Ararat Ridge Zoo. Go into the petting zoo. If you have kids... My kids loved the petting zoo. I mean, they loved it. So go in, get involved, get in the petting zoo, do the things that they have to do on the outside. And you're really, really going to uh, enjoy that. And you're going to have a great time. And then my friends, this last uh, takeaway, this last tip or pointer that I have for you when you're getting ready to go is to save up your dollars so that when you're there, you can buy some creation resources. Because I'm going to tell you what, when you go, especially if you've never been there before, and if you're um, not really, uh, you know, so well versed on this creation versus evolution issue, when you go there, you are going to want to learn more. I really think you will. You're going to want to learn more. And they have got 
uh, some gift shops there. Uh, the the gift shop at the Ark Encounter is literally the biggest gift shop I have ever been in in my entire life. But they've also got two shops there at the Creation Museum. And let me tell you, they are absolutely incredible. There are so many good resources in one place there. It's just phenomenal. And you need to be able to spend some money on some things. They have some things that are a little bit more gimmicky, sure. They've got things for kids. They've got really awesome t-shirts. We bought a couple t-shirts. Um, They've got a killer mug, okay, at the Ark Encounter. I, I couldn't leave without this mug, all right? It, it, I'm, I'm a bit of a mug collector. It was awesome. Um, I need to take a picture of it and put it, put it in this post. I, I might just do that. But, but it was an awesome, awesome time and an awesome experience. But you need to have some money saved up so that you can leave with some creation resources. They've got a bundle there. When you go in, you can pay $40 and get like five Ken Ham books, okay, uh, they've got brand new books that have just come out, like uh, Replacing Darwin, Nathaniel Jensen's book. I talked about it, or at least mentioned it last week. Uh, Dr. Denny Faulkner has got a new one coming out. It may even be out. I'm not exactly positive. It's either out or coming out, maybe out when you go, called The Expanse of Heaven, and really deals with creation uh, and the science of creation astronomy, all right? So, uh, it's really, really cool. Now, there are tons of great resources just like that there. And this is a good place for you to see all of those resources in one place so you can kind of decide what you might want to get. Now, what's cool is they've got it all sectioned off. There's uh, resources based on different things that you've learned in the museum. If you want to go deeper on your knowledge of the flood, you can get Ken Ham's book, uh, A Flood of Evidence, okay? If you uh, were impacted by the Tower of Babel incident and really want to learn about how that took place, and what that looks like and what effect it had on our culture, you can get Bodie Hodge's book called The Tower of Babel, okay? So whatever it is that you found while you were there that you were more interested in learning about, you can typically find a book in one of their gift shops that goes along with that resource. So I highly, highly recommend you do that. Save up your pennies so that when you go, you can buy some fudge, you can buy a pretzel, you can buy a mug, but most of all, so that you can get some awesome creation resources to come home with. Start reading. Start watching. They have graphs available. They have DVDs available. They've got books available. They've got everything you could imagine, anything you could ever want to strengthen your faith on creation. I highly, highly recommend you do that. Don't cheat yourself out of that. Don't leave without some good resources to further your knowledge. All right. And, and that's all the takeaways I had. That's the tips I had. I ran through them kind of quick. Uh, mainly, I just want you to know that this is a cool trip for your family. I mean, if you want to really teach your children about what we believe, I cannot think uh, of a better way off the top of my head than to go somewhere like this. Now, here is um, just some food for thought. All right. Uh, and I heard somebody talking about this the other day, and I think it's important that we address it. All right. Um, Answers in Genesis, of course, they have got these two attractions. Answers in Genesis is a nonprofit company. Uh, they're not for profit. They're not answerable to anybody except they've got a board and everything. So, um, these attractions are purely Answers in Genesis. There is, um, uh, work represented there from other scientists and things, but uh, no other uh, creationism organization, uh, for instance, represents or is responsible for the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter. The reason I'm saying this is because they do not represent Christianity. They, uh, they do not represent the gamut of young earth creationists. There are many young earth creationists who don't agree with some of the conclusions that are put out by the folks who work at Answers in Genesis, all right? So it's important that you know that this is 
the truth of creation as represented by the best scientific evidence that they have found. And uh, again, most of this work, um, not all, but uh, you know, uh, much of this work is represented by scientists who actually work for Answers in Genesis. And I'm not trying to overgeneralize here. I'm just trying to make sure that you know when you go that if there's something you don't like quite agree with or whatever, I mean, keep looking into it. Last week I mentioned question everything, and that still rings true. Question everything. If you go there and you're like, hey, that doesn't really make sense, um, maybe get some other creationist opinions on it. See what everybody else says. Um, there may be another creationist who works for a different um, organization who holds to that same model or to that same uh, truth about how something might have happened, but who has a little different reasons, or maybe they could explain it a little better. Or maybe the way that they characterize it um, just makes more uh, sense to you. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, that, that's that's one way you could certainly uh, look at that. But what I want you to know is that just because you're going to this attraction, um, you may not be getting um, everybody's opinion. I'm, I'm just telling you that, just so you know when you go. I mean, you're you're basically going to get the approved opinion of uh, the Answers in Genesis uh, staff and, and team. And I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that. I think it's just that you you go. Um, the Institute for Creation Research, uh, for example, ICR, they're in Texas. They are, I believe, getting ready to work on that. I think they might have already broke ground on um, a discovery center there. All right? They're kind of building their own creation museum, I guess, in a way. And it's very likely, it's, it's very likely that there is going to be information there that is in some way different than maybe what you saw at the Creation uh, Museum. I'll give you a really, really good example of this. I, I, most creation scientists in 2017 no longer support the ice canopy model, okay? And what this basically teaches is that, is that there's a canopy, uh, or there was, before the flood, there was a, a canopy of ice circling the globe, that was about two to three fingers thick. And I don't know that this is still true, but for a while, the, the guys over at ICR were in support of that model. And so, um, and I honestly heard that uh, just a couple of years ago from one of the leading guys over there. So there may be some scientists who still support that model, even though almost no other creation scientist does. Certainly the people at Answers in Genesis do not um, support that. And so... Uh, that's what I'm trying to say. You may go somewhere else and learn something different. And again, uh, the only truth that we know represented is the truth that is presented by the Bible. Otherwise, we're just looking at models. We're just trying to make scientific models that work scientifically. They can make accurate predictions about the world, and they're faithful to Scripture. And so that's what we're trying to see. And I believe we find uh, that to be faithfully done at the Ark Encounter and the Creation Museum. And so I give my full endorsement. I think it is a great place for your family to go. It's a great place for you to go to learn more about what you believe, why you believe it, and how you can share it to make a difference in the life of somebody else and uh, to teach your family about what you believe and just to, uh, to be able to defend it when somebody comes up against you and somebody wants to rise up and say, no, didn't you know that uh, humans have been around for 400,000 years? Well, you know, you can ask them, well, didn't you know that that changes every week based on what the, you know, some new discovery? Uh, you know, we need truth. Truth is found only in the word of God. And we use our science informed by what we know about the truth of the Bible to determine what the world uh, looks like and why things happen the way that they do.
All right. So that's what we're looking at. The Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter do a wonderful job at this, and I cannot highly uh, recommend them more uh, uh, to be a resource for you and your family for years to come, and I'm sure it's only going to get better. So Thank you for joining me again this week on the Creation Academy. I know it's a little bit different. We didn't really have a lesson, um, but I, uh, in a way it is. I mean, it, the moral of the lesson here is you need to go to these places, and this is what you need to do before you go. You need to do these five things, okay? So maybe it is a lesson. Go get it scheduled for your family. It's cheap. I'm talking about it is cheap. $60 for two days at the museum and one day at the Ark per person. Uh, I think kids are definitely free. My kids were just free. So uh, there might be some age limits on that. Look all that up. But it's a great trip. It's a great area. The, the, the area around there is great. The Northern Kentucky area. Can't argue with it. Uh, the Mexican food there is pretty good. Uh, so um, I highly recommend it. It was a good time. So you need to do that. You need to, to listen to my five tips and, and go when you do it. And you are going to have a great time. And I highly recommend you do it. So thank you for listening again this week to the Creation Academy. Let's close in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to take a moment just to personally thank you for allowing me the opportunity, Lord, to go on that trip with my Sunday school class. Lord, I, I learned a lot. I know those around me learned a lot. And it was just a wonderful experience that uh, that we can't thank you enough for allowing us the opportunity to go. Now, uh, Father, I pray that you would just make it possible for anybody who's considering going, who's wanted to go for a long time, but maybe hasn't been able to get there. Father, I pray that you would do as you, only you can do to make it possible for them to go because it's such a wonderful place and such a good trip. And you can learn so much from uh, Father, and their families can learn so much. Lord, I pray that you would just help us to um, be able to realize, Lord, that your word is true. And Lord, we're not questioning the truth of your word. We're just trying to understand how you made and formed the world. Lord, how the world works in accordance to, to, to the way that you have uh, told it to operate, Lord. And I, I thank you for the opportunity, Lord, that we can even observe. Lord, that we even have the ability to to get just a glimpse of your glory and just a glimpse of your size and of your, your magnitude and your greatness, Lord, and everything that you do in our lives. Lord, we can't thank you enough for showing up in our lives and for becoming a man, Lord, and for dying on a cross to save us from our sins. Lord, we love you and we thank you again. And it is in Jesus' name alone that we pray, amen. Thank you again for listening this week to the Creation Academy. Pray you have a blessed week and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye-bye.